0: Bienvenue, et quoi beau, and welcome to the University of Houston's You Belong podcast. I am your host, I'm Mia Mann, but there is no time for proper pleasantries, so call me Mia. Here we are to hear Gerald D. Hines College of Architecture and Design students tell their stories. With each story, we can be informed, entertained, and take away something to apply to our everyday life. We have the pleasure of talking with industrial design major, Cadmil conan so Let's jump right into it. Yeah. How do you pronounce your name?
1: I would say Cadmeo. You know, it's my first language is French, so I don't mind.
0: <laughs> Vous parlez français? Oui. J'ai pas un peu les français. C'est bien. C'est
1: bien. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: yeah. where are you from? That's your first language? Ivory Coast. Oh, the Ivory Coast! Yes, is that like near the um? Is that near the tip of Africa?
1: Uh, West Africa. You know Ghana. Yes, I do. It's at the west of Ghana.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yes. So, how did you get? How did you get here? Are you in Houston right now? I am. Okay, yeah. how did you get here to Houston, all the way from the Ivory Coast?
1: I was actually in Dallas for two years in a community college and then mm-hmm. I transferred to U of H so is it how do I, I get from Dallas to Houston or how do I get from Ivory Coast to Dallas let's go from the start then this yeah. is a story of a little boy that was in Ivory Coast
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for the story
1: so let's get started short story short um, yes I was originally in Ivory Coast after I finished high school I got an internship at an architecture firm and I did kind of a great job so they encouraged me to do uh, to study architecture at the time I did not really know what I wanted to do with my life so I just went with it I was like okay so after a year or so I finally got to the US and I learned English 6 months of intensive English program And after that, I transferred to a community college, Richland College. I did my basic there, and it was time for me to, I guess, that's when I started to to ask myself what I wanted to do with my life, really. So I started researching and discovered that I did not like architecture that much. And I wanted something else. I like drawing. I like sketching. And I also, I'm also a tech fan. I like technologies and stuff. So that was kind of my two main drive. I couldn't find it in architecture. I switched to civil engineering for a short period of time and I did not like it either. And finally I discovered industrial design, which was designing products for mass production pretty much. And it's pretty much a field that's unknown to people but that impacts so many things that people use and it combined my my love for sketching with my love for technology. So from that point on, I decided to study industrial design and UH UH was the closest school that taught that. So I had not set my mind on Houston yet, but I started visiting Houston every once in a while and seeing the school, and seeing the College of Architecture and visiting and searching for a house. And after a year or so, I was ready to move to U of H. So I did, I transferred and that has been the story of me getting to UH, Houston.
0: So what captured you? What made you stay? Because you could have transferred out. You could have been like, you know what? I'm out, peace. I can't, I need, I got that bread. I need to leave.
1: (laughs) So what made me leave, uh, I guess, to you of it, right? Um, Whenever I visited the school, at the atrium on the first floor, there is like this wall. I don't know if it's a wall of fame or something, but the teachers are displayed there with the degrees school we did and stuff like that and whenever I looked at that I was very impressed I was like you know I want those people to teach me uh, that's very <laughs> much why I, I said that's a great school
0: so I've heard a lot so it's the faculty that makes the school really great huh
1: yes to me yes that's what convinced me in the end not okay. the football team sorry
0: no you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other clubs? I know you said you did an internship in high school, but have you joined any clubs or organizations or did any internships recently? Well, actually, um, first things first, what year are you on in your undergrad?
1: I'm sophomore, so second year of industrial design. Okay. Yeah. And concerning club I've joined, um, a brother in Alpha Rokai fraternity for architecture student and elite art. And I'm also a member of an international student organization and an office server for event planning. So yes, that's where I make friends.
0: Tell me more about the international student organization.
1: Oh yes, so we have international student organization. So I'm an office server and what we do is organize events whether professional, whether it's for fundraising, whether it's social events, uh, for international students, and not only international students, any student, quite frankly, on campus that want to participate and involve, evolve with us. And it has been pretty fun. We have done a lot of really good events. And maybe because of COVID, it, the college was empty, but we had a lot of online events and game nights. And that was fun.
0: That's cool. So speaking of COVID, COVID has made everything crazy. Everything has been transferred online. So how do you continue to stay motivated?
1: Um, staying motivated is, uh, I think, motivation is overrated. Quite frankly, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like if you want to, <laughs> like I mean, as a I guess four years ago, if you ask me about motivation, I would be like, yes, today I feel motivated, so I will do a lot. And tomorrow I don't feel motivated, so I don't do a lot. But what I've discovered is that you need to do things regardless of the motivation you feel or no. And I stayed motivated, if I would call it like that, because I kind of owe it to the people that brought me there like my parents, like the people that taught me stuff and just a, I guess, a sense of duty. But I feel, I like what I do, which is the most important thing. It doesn't mean that I wake up every day wanting to do it. It's just that overall, when I look at it, I better do that than something else. So that's how I keep moving on.
0: Okay. So how has the College of Architecture and Design the Gerald D. Hines College of Architecture and Design. How has it uniquely affected your college experience?
1: It really showed me that I could do more than I thought at wolf. And I used to be a big procrastinator. And I was this guy with so many ambitions, but really much it was in my mind I wouldn't use my hands to actually do the job because I would just think about it and Whenever I got there, it was, I, I still can't believe I actually got through second year, I mean to second year, but I live by myself. So I had to cook for rice, I have to cook to eat. And the program was so intense at the time. I thought it was intense, now I got used to it. But to me, it was so overwhelming that I would literally sleep at the school to finish much many times i was oh my under school. <laughs> i wasn't Please. alone in that but after the, after the first year second so second semester i started to literally it wasn't overwhelming anymore i just got better at organizing my time and after i mean last semester literally when i think about it first semester when i got here i couldn't even take care of myself and cook for myself, but just last semester, I jungle I mean, I was like juggling studio, the international student organization and a podcast I do with my fraternity, and I still got good grades. So it showed that I've just evolved, I can just do more in less time. And I'm very grateful, Like it taught me that, even if it was kind of violent, but I'm grateful. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tell me about more about your podcast for your fraternity. Uh, you guys have a podcast. What is it about? Oh, talk so
1: about. It, yes, it's called Sorry. I'm in studio. It's pretty much us um, interviewing alumni from your interviewing teachers and students, and we even do podcasts of ourselves as talking about our experience. We have a we have a theme, and everybody comes with stories that we have. It's we passed like a thousand listen recently which is kind of crazy that people listen to it but i'm very glad <laughs> <laughs> that's actually i'm very proud of to be part of it and that's why i have a microphone here you see
0: <laughs> yeah how can i tune in where can i tune in
1: oh it's on spotify it's pretty much on any platform you like spotify google podcast it's pretty much anyway works. it's sorry I'm in studio
0: what studio do you work in I looked it yeah. up and which one do you
1: second years Mark Kimmbros studio sophomore so yes he's a cool, cool guy I actually I'm actually as of right now I registered late for class so I have to catch up so maybe I don't have a whole opinion about the teacher but I like him he taught me before he I like sketching and these are very good sketcher, which I love too.
0: That perfectly leads into the next question. I was going to ask you, who has impacted you the most? Who's inspired you the most in your college career? Even though you're so young. You're...
1: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much a lot of people. I mean, first I'll of course say my parents, because I guess everything I do is about Family to me, like I want them to be happy and stuff. The people that have impacted me the most are my parents. There was a pastor when I was in Dallas that really helped me and also a woman I was living with in Dallas because whenever I came I was a very I was very lost couldn't speak English <laughs> really, very well, and I needed i guess assistance, but those people gave her time to teach me the language, the culture and they gave it for free and you know i'll forever be grateful for that and i had tough times and they were there to assist me to help me and not help me with word all the time but you know with any help they could give me so those people actually impacted me a lot in whatever i do i think about them and yeah I'm grateful about it.
0: Do you have a career goal? Do you know what you, you said you've done some research. What do you want to do when you graduate? What's your goal?
1: I'm very tempted to become an entrepreneur. That's my ultimate goal to, industrial design is pretty much creating a product. And that's what, that's why I'm doing it, to create a product. And I guess create, whenever I came here, you know, This country is kind of beautiful compared to Ivory Coast and it gives you ideas on how you can make home better and I guess industrial design helps me to think about product that could help people there, but also people in the U.S. you know so pretty much be an entrepreneur create maybe a factory to craft a product that can help people I mean many products and that would be the goal.
0: And what is your community focused outlook like? How do you plan to help the community, your community? What community do you wanna help and how do you plan to help them by using industrial design, your major?
1: Wow, there are so many good causes and great fights to fight, so many worthy fights. And sometimes it's difficult to pick one specifically, but you have to pick one because you're only one person. I mean, one or two fights, you cannot fight every front. I I mean, if we talk about causes that touches me the most, that would be about first pollution and climate change because, I mean, Africa has, all this electricity we have comes from water, but climate change is like, because of the pollution of other people, our climate has changed, which is why it's kind of unfair that we, I guess, have all electricity. We have that figured out, that part figured out. But So that's something that touches me a lot. We had a lot of flood in Ivory Coast, like Houston, actually, <laughs> which is surprising. <laughs> and Other causes that touch me will be education, make education as accessible as possible for people that cannot but not just any education, education we can use to get out of their the situation. Like, you know, somebody that is in a, I guess, a third world country, does not need to know, I guess, about geography or like history for now. He needs, how, how can I plant crops? And maybe I can create a product that can make them make it easier for them so education adapted to the issues of the people that lives there. And so that can, that can help them get out of any problem they have. So that's the two things that I have.
0: Okay. So what is your proudest accomplishment so far? What have you accomplished? And it it doesn't have to be something big.
1: I would say I have maybe three proudest achievements. Uh, one, okay, let's go for the first one. The first one is that I actually wrote a book that is not published yet, but I wrote a science fiction book. It was supposed to be 22 pages, but I had good friends, they motivated me and I got it to four four 406 pages, which was great. <laughs> yes. That's one of the proudest. Second proudest achievement is that I tried to create a website that will help students do their papers to come to the U.S., come study to the U.S. It got a good start, but it failed. But I don't consider it a failure because I was, I guess, brave enough to do that, and now I'm not scared to try. It failed because I was alone, which leads to the third thing I'm proud of, which is the podcast, because I had now I have a team that is motivated and that's why we're still doing it. And sometimes I just wake up and I'm like, wait, I we that's a real thing. We're actually doing it. This is not like a joke. And that would be the three proudest thing I've done. I mean, to me.
0: Okay. What do you consider your main obstacles and how do you plan to overcome it?
1: I would say it's me quite frankly, because to be honest, you cannot control time. You cannot, you cannot control circumstances. You cannot control people. The only thing you have some kind of control over is you. So maybe just I just focus on controlling myself. And maybe, I mean, if I try something and I fail because it wasn't the right time or something, then I don't think it's an obstacle, it's just teaching. But if I fail because I did not do my best in doing my stuff, then I'm an obstacle to my own dream. So I would say it's me. I have to be, to whenever I set my mind or something to be able to do my best, whether it fails or no. But if I'm sure that I did my best, then I consider it teaching and not a failure.
0: I like that answer you don't have to worry about all the extra stuff that happens in life because like you said you can't control it the only thing you can focus on is you and if you have control over you and you're disciplined nothing nothing can phase you
1: yes yes pretty much everything becomes teaching and i guess most people i mean i admire that have been successful they have been good at controlling themselves and that that has helped them beside like luck and you know opportunities they were able they say like luck is when opportunities may meets preparation so yes your opportunity comes but if you are not prepared for that if you are not disciplined if you have your an obstacle to your own success when opportunity comes you won't be able to take it.
0: So I have another question. This is actually gonna be my last question, I think. Yeah. Why is diversity in an institution important? And how do you think the U of H does with including everyone, having inclusion of every culture and ethnicity, religion, et cetera?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, first kudos to U of H because I've never seen something that a campus that diverse. <laughs> like literally in my fraternity, you might have every race represented, and like that's like that's that's crazy to have that much diversity when you go on campus, and I like it. I really love it because it teaches you about over perspective, and in terms of how, why is it also important is because. It's good to have people that look like you have the same struggle as you, to see them succeed. Like whenever you come to an institution and you see people that are have the same struggle as you, maybe in four years and they are like, hey, I'm like you and I made it. It's kind of encouraging. And you are like, oh, then I can do it. And... That's why I would say it's very great to have it. And me, personally, like I'm going to say, I don't know. Maybe I'll tell it that story. Like whenever I was in Ivory Coast, and it's not to put a blame on it. I mean, Ivory Coast is five times smaller than Texas to begin with. But I did not have any role model I could relate to at the time. Like somebody that had the same story or like, you know, we're all black, but like we don't have the same story. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did not know what I wanted. And if I knew it, how do I get there? Because there is nobody that actually did it. And I guess whenever I came to the US, I found I find it great that for almost everything you want to do, there is somebody that made it to this point that you can model after.
0: Wow, Cat Conan teaches us to dare to dream and roll with life's punches, because at the end of the day, it's all okay, and it all is on you to succeed. He's not scared to take advantage of every opportunity and put his creativity to good use, so be sure to check him out with his Alpha Ro Chi fraternity brothers on the podcast called Sorry, I'm in Studio. There is much spirit and many lessons learned within University of Houston's Gerald D. Hines College of Architecture. Thank you for exploring with me. I'm Aimea Mann, but you can call me Mia.